welcome to, <laughs> to series finale. finale. The yep. only podcast where three Boston comedians discuss the final episode of, of a, a show th- they've, they've never, never even seen. <laughs> In America, full disclosure, this time uh, one of us hasn't even seen what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this child ad watched the premiere, but we watched the, the finale f- yes. of a Cinemax show called The, the Nick. Nick. I was excited for this show. I love Cinemax. When I visited my parents last year, I spent a lot of time watching Cinemax for their collection of softcore pornography movies. Really? Yeah, you guys ever watch any of softcore porn? Yeah. No. Oh, it's so good. It's so bad. It's like it's weird, great. dry humping. It it's so good. Up. Oh, yeah. I'm totally into it. The girls, they, they strip naked. They straddle some guy. They clearly don't have his penis inside of them. Yeah. And they just kind of like rotate around. I don't and really understand. showing. Oh, yeah. yeah they're naked. It's all nipples. It's, there's no up. No, they show, they show some, some, some vulva. I don't understand why these women just don't do regular porn. The money I think some might of them be better. Some of them, core. some of them do do regular porn as well. But I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure the money is much better for softcore porn because it's being bought by like a huge corporation and not like streamed illegally immediately on the bang bus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I, that's what I was excited about. This was a Cinemax original series set in the early 20th century about a hospital called the Knickerbocker. Yes. Can I tell you? <clears throat> I believe it's earlier. Yes, than you can tell century. me. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I might have to go to the hospital. <laughs> so one of the big debates in this is about ether, which is an early form of anesthesia. Yes. And that was first pioneered controversially. A few different people claim to have done it first. At Massachusetts General Hospital, you can go to their museum and see an exhibit on it. Yep, this the was ether dome. Yes. So this was in the the 19th century. Late 1800s is when they were doing ether. Yes. Okay, 19th century. Let's well, get a BSB. Yeah, you really <laughs> need one? I need one. <laughs> I, d- I watched the series premiere to the show because I am an idiot. <laughs> and I am sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. Why did you think it could have been a premiere? Because... To be honest, I think I was just thinking my parents really liked this show, and they talked about the premiere of the episode, right. and I thought maybe that's what we watched. And also, we could have possibly watched a premiere, because we do watch a premiere once a week and put it out on Thursdays on the Patreon, Patreon. <laughs> yes. where you can subscribe yes. for $5 a month. Mm-hmm. So, Broad Strokes Breakdown is back! <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-dup. I'm loving it. <laughs> Chris Hansen wrote some bad checks. Okay. <laughs> What we what we see here is tying up a couple of knots. There's a few. There's an A plot. There's a B plot. There's a C plot. Yeah, some tying up, some tying up, some knots, and some intestines later. Yes, stitching. <laughs> they it do up. that in the first episode as well. Good, good. <laughs> <to know. laughs> Great chiming in. So, it takes place at a hospital. One guy is under fire from a detective because he has been accused of committing arson on a hospital, burning it down, taking the insurance money for profit. That's one plot. Wow. Another plot, there's a guy who is not convinced about ether. He doesn't think ether is a good way to do surgery. Dr. John Thackeray. Dr. Big Johnson Thackeray. Is that Clive? Yes. 
Clive Owen. He prefers spinal taps, which involve cocaine. Yes, yes. and that was he does that in the first episode for the first time. <laughs> nice. He does it to this guy who's having some serious problems, so he does a spinal tap with cocaine because he also loves cocaine. If yeah. you heard that little thing about the first episode, please send us five dollars for the Patreon. <laughs> you just you heard a part of premiere, so he talked about a premiere, so you owe us five dollars. <laughs> so that was that. And then there, you know, there's elements of race running through this, not yes. really touched upon, other than there's a bathroom attendant it's who's black. A giant <laughs> part of the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> because let me tell you what happens in the first episode. Hold on. Is there another plot in the that I'm missing in the uh, Yes, yes. Yes. There's, there's there also one more. Yeah, one more. Uh it's like about a romance, but yeah. you tell it. Okay. Uh there's a there's a cop named Thomas and he's uh He's trying to convince his woman to uh, marry him, but he's uh, got some uh, secrets that he's hiding from her that will come yes. up later. Yes, yeah. he goes to a priest. Yeah. What's the, what Where are the, the secrets? secrets multiply? Well, well, that's more for the nitty-gritty titty committee. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing broad strokes right now. <laughs> so now, why don't you give us the uh, didn't-follow-the-rules <laughs> breakdown? All right, so in the first episode, Clive Owen's buddy... They they have a he, there's another doctor the head doctor they have a baby there was a woman having a baby they're gonna do a C-section first ever C-section they there's fail. no way that's true it's called the cesarean section after Caesar I think the C-section is very old well nonetheless it doesn't go well the C-section the woman dies this was a D minus baby section. <laughs> yeah the baby dies as well and the doctor's so upset about this he shoots himself in the head and Clive Owen becomes the head of the doctors. And then way to make yeah, good way to move ahead. Yeah, and then the baby, and then the w- people who fund the, the the hospital are like, the only way you're gonna keep funding from us is if we let this black guy be a doctor too. And he's Clive Owen, super racist towards him. Everybody's wicked racist towards him. And then he sees how good of a doctor Clive Owen is, and he says, you know what, I was gonna leave because you're all racist, but I'm gonna stick around. <laughs> Nice. So he's <laughs> like, you're a racist piece of shit, but you're an amazing since you're doctor. such a good doctor, I'll mm-hmm. put up with it. So you also see Clive Owen struggling with his addiction issues. I oh, love it. Yes. This is fiction, right? This is not based this on a true. true story. Although it's sort of kind of based on a true story because we just heard about how uh, Clive Owen, he ascended because uh, the doctor above him shot himself. Very similar to how Courtney Love became a bigger star after Kurt Cobain <laughs> shot himself in the head. That's true. Based <laughs> off of a true story. Yes. So this is fake. But one thing that they like stick to very religiously is the racism at the time. And so that <laughs> seems to... That it seems, was a religion. That seems to <laughs> handicap black actors. If you want to go for an old-timey show, you're never going to be a main character. You're always going to be a subjugated person. Yeah. I think that's rude. I think they should just make an all-black historical fiction show where just, like, everybody's just black. Yeah. And then there's no race. You just are. And That's kind of like, um, I would say that if you were looking for something like that, it would probably be like Django Unchained would be a good, o- good option, you know? But that's still about slavery. I want a race-blind historical oh. fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you got two parents, one's Asian, one's black, the kid I is Guatemalan, you know? I have a solution for this. Okay. Instead of being on a show or a movie or something that is set in the past where everything was really racist against blacks, we set it in the distant future where blacks have taken over the world and dominate the white race sexually and physically. <laughs> but I want the thing I like about old timey shows is coming like the in curtains. 2030. <laughs> Wakanda. Yeah. 
Big Wakanda time. forever. I didn't see Black Panther. We do that here. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, what were you saying, Zach? Sorry, did you just admit to being racist on the podcast? Uh, no, <laughs> the reason I didn't see Black Panther is because I'm very not racist. Okay. Oh. I famously hate superhero movies. I think they're too violent and they're boring, so I don't see them. <laughs> so I didn't want to treat a black superhero movie any differently. I treat them the same as white superheroes, yes. as in totally uninteresting <laughs> and uh, snoozeville. So I didn't see it. So Clive Owen, by the time he gets to you guys, has how's he doing with the addiction stuff? Great. Also, is he Great. fucking one of the nurses? So the first shot that you see in Clive Owen in the episode we watched, he collapses in a whorehouse because of extensive, extensive, extensive use of drugs. Yep. Yes. Well, interestingly enough, in the first episode, he also is in a whorehouse, and all of his veins have collapsed, so the woman can't find vascularity, where to put, baby. Yeah, they she can't find the right vein to for get heroin, in, so she has to put. The needle in his dick vein. No way. Yes. That was nice. the first episode. Pretty cool. And um, <laughs> and he gets jazzed right away. He's like ready for work right after that. Yeah. Damn. A little, little pick me up. Yes. And um, will stick me up. I really do feel bad about this, guys. <laughs> well, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> so, John, when we see John Owens, not John Owens, Clive, Clive Owens. Owens, he's passed out from drugs. Yeah. They bring him to the hospital. And uh, they give him uh, they give him his diagnosis. He's uh, got severe intestinal damage from years of drug abuse, and they figure it's probably cocaine. He corrects him a lot of heroin too. Yeah, uh, and so <laughs> they're going to need to do a surgery on Doctor John Thackeray. Uh, and they uh, they got some medical students in there. They said we're going to need to basically open you up. We need to cut out the damaged parts of your intestines and then sew you back up. Doctor John Thackeray says, "Yeah, we can do this, but." I'm not going to be going under the uh, influence of ether. I'll shoot Only myself heroin. full of heroin, yeah. <laughs> but not ether. Why, uh, why, why is he afraid of ether? I don't even know. He's against ether. He thinks the spinal tap is the way to go. His uh, his doctor says he's not into that idea. He doesn't think it's a good idea. He doesn't know if it'll work. He's uh, He wants to use ether. Thackeray insists... On the use of the spine of the cocaine in the spine instead. I think it's just for ego too, because he provides no reasons as to why ether is bad. Yeah, you think it's? I mean, f- from what we watched in the last episode, this guy <laughs> clearly his ego is out of control. Right. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things about the last episode is when the doctors <laughs> go in; they have like a locker room <laughs> as if they're athletes. Yes. And the sink doesn't have a mirror. But you just have a sink, and then right across from you, staring at you, is the other doctor washing his hands. And you just kind of like look in their eyes and kiss a little. <laughs> and uh, it was very weird, but I liked it. <coughs> is that something I'd like to see in these new gender-neutral bathrooms is sink on sink icon. Sort of like how they used to have those, um, sort of like they used to have those uh, trough urinals where everyone pisses into the same thing. Right. They still do at Portuguese restaurants. Really? I Some worked. say that's what enabled Kevin's face. <laughs> 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 I worked at a place that had a, um, a circular trough for urinals. Yeah, so you would look into the eyes of the you other would, guy. It was insane. I didn't. Un- it, wor- it was a working place. Did too. you notice that on your first day or last day there? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Damn. Wait, so I don't get it. So you're all looking each other in the eyes and, and peeing on each other? Yeah. yeah. You would just pee and you could look across. I don't know. It's more efficient. You know? How? <laughs> it's more efficient because then everyone just pees into the same thing rather than having to use water for every single flush. No, I, I get, get a trough, trough but, but not a circular <laughs> trough. A circular trough was odd. And it was it was like a company. So 
it felt weird. You were looking across from your coworker while he was urinating. Yeah. And you were urinating, and you mm-hmm. both had to promise not to look down. <laughs> Did you ever cross any streams? I mean, we there was no crossing streams. You literally could just pee into their penis, and they were <laughs> peeing into yours. <laughs> that sounds like the most erotic feeling. <laughs> uh the show's all about hospitals. Why do you think hospitals are such a common thing that people like to write TV shows about? A lot of people have hospital anxiety. I certainly never want to go to one. But uh, it's seen as like the most prestigious career, being a doctor. People trust that not only are doctors smart, like engineers, but they're also personable because they have a lot of bedside manner. Yes. So they have the ability to seduce. And the hospital setting is a great place for a drama show. There's all different kinds of things that you can do with that. You know, p- there's a lot of drama involved in hospitals. You got so people giving birth, people dying, people finding out life changing stuff. Right. You know? So it's laziness of the writers. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. I mean, you could try to make a show as dramatic about, like, say, uh, a steel company in, in you know, Miss Wisconsin. But, when, you know, it would be it would stretch the limits of the imagination. Right. We right. had so many deaths. We all know what America's <laughs> best drama show was. Dr. Ken. That was. Uh, <laughs> What's that? Ken Ken Jong's uh, show. It's a sitcom. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Ever heard of it? <laughs> oh, wow, <Really>? saucy. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever thought about becoming a doctor? I have shaky hands. A lot of people don't know this about me, but if I had to do something really like small, I have shaky hands. Really? Uh, so <laughs> how do you ever masturbate? <laughs> You got those hands shaking around that small, small penis. Well, first you have to put a quarter in them to shake the hands. (laughs) So I got shaky hands, so I don't think I could do that. John Paul? Uh, Yeah, I've definitely thought about becoming a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) A a doctor of dad ass. (laughs) D-A-D-T. I was actually a doctor for a little while. Were you? Yes, I was. I discovered a disease when I was younger. So you were an MD-PhD. Yes. Doing a little research as well. Yes, I was... on the front lines of the doctor world. And I found out about this disease called body acceptance. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a disease that has become extremely prevalent in within the last year, actually. And the symptoms are weight gain and more concerningly, a positive outlook on life. (laughs) I noticed it while scrolling through Pornhub and trying to click on BBW, right? (laughs) But when I clicked on it, there was no fatties, and heading the heading of the website actually said "beautiful bold women" instead. <laughs> and I ran to my office because I was disturbed. I said, "Where where are the fatties?" Were you right? looking at porn at the hospital? That's <laughs> yeah, the best place to look at. <laughs> and I ran to the uh, my office. I filled with large nurses because I like to have large nurses in there. And I asked. They said, "I I said you know your bodies are gross, right?" <laughs> And they said, yeah, but we love them. So I threw up and got a surgical mask immediately. (laughs) And then I prescribed them all four months of CrossFit, which is the only thing that can save them from body acceptance. Oh, wow. wow. (laughs) What happened to them? Did they survive? No, no. Fatal? (laughs) 
<laughs> they all decided that they were very healthy anyways, and they had heart attacks at 32. Whoa. I actually also discovered a disease. What was that? Uh, it's called Duterte-itis. <laughs> <laughs> Duterte-itis is when someone goes into a homicidal rage whenever they smell the odor of marijuana. Oh. <laughs> Fatal, yes, but not to the person who has Duterte-itis, <laughs> only to people smoking marijuana. <laughs> Some of the symptoms are you're allergic to people who insist on calling weed cannabis. <laughs> you break out into hives every day between 419 and 421. <laughs> and you're unable to step foot in Colorado or incense stores. <laughs> this is particularly challenging for people with Duterte-itis who happen to be of Tibetan descent hmm. because they want to go into Tibet stores and they love smelling um, this stuff. Oh, yeah. Wow. So Duterte-itis, uh, you murder someone if you smell weed. Whoa. <laughs> That's the yeah, only have cure? You ever, yeah. have, what? That's there, the only cure? Is there a cure? Oh, uh, the cure is bringing back a marijuana prohibition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, wow. I also discovered a disease. You may have uh, heard of athlete's foot or uh, tennis elbow. Uh, they're terrible afflictions that people around the world suffer from. I witnessed as a doctor the outbreak of another scourge, and I'm here to discuss fat man's calves <laughs> fmc as it's abbreviated in the medical world afflicts many fat. people all over the planet many of whom often frequent burger king and taco bell the <laughs> musculature of the calf swells for some unknown reason that is no not known and likely never will be known the calves uh, become impressively large and powerful and would surely let a slimmer person leap over school buses blocking the path to the nearest dominoes uh, untreated the muscular calves can cause arousal in members of the opposite or, more often, the same sex. <laughs> FMC, uh, FMC sufferers may be unable to live a normal life, not able to wear boots and preferring jean shorts. <laughs> the only fatality associated with FMC is a case where a comedian with FMC named Chris Farley died alone <laughs> in a hotel room due to drug overdoses. He was a loser. He was patient zero. Zero self-control. Are you saying that Chris Farley was driven to drug use because of his FMC? <laughs> uh, absolutely. I think that's pretty much accepted fact at this point. Check his Wikipedia page. Is that because the girth of the fat man calf led him to like cut too big of a line? It was just allowed <laughs> for too much to go up his nose. <laughs> The FMC, it's still somewhat mysterious. We don't know everything about <laughs> it yet, so I can't say. For s I don't want to speak out of turn. Why? Is there an FMC <laughs> Illuminati? <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> Can a skinny man have FMC? Uh, impossible. Okay, so <laughs> it comes with other symptoms. Yeah, it comes with other symptoms, and most uh, people that... Do, no one knows what causes FMC. Nobody. No one can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> what I... So the Chris Farley of the time that the Knickerbocker or the Nick took place would have been like Fatty Arbuckle times. Uh, yeah, he would have been this. Yeah, similar. Yes. Do you know Fart Fatty Arbuckle is famously a toot man, right? Didn't he like farting or no? And uh, didn't he like supposedly uh, crush a woman to <laughs> death in a hotel <laughs> yes. room? The, the tabloids went wild when he crushed a woman to death with sex, and she died with rape. Yes, he raped her. But then. He was blacklisted from Hollywood for many years, but then it found out that he didn't actually do that, and it was just like the 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 time, like the National Enquirer of the time, just went off on him 
And, and he didn't do he that. He didn't do it, but he became like a huge, like everybody was making fatty Arbuckle jokes. No such thing happened? No, no. I think a woman might have died on his property, but he didn't have anything yeah, to do with it. I mean, who? it's, it's tough to say definitively uh, what did and didn't happen like a hundred years ago in a hotel room when we weren't there. <laughs> so I don't want to absolve him completely. I mean, this guy had FMC. He could have done anything. <laughs> this guy had fat man's calves. <laughs> That's how he got her in there, because he was like, she was like, she didn't, didn't want to go, but then he pulled up his pant leg and showed off the calves. <laughs> yes, that that caused some real problems. That's what caused the molasses flood of, in Boston. A hundred years it, ago, yeah. yesterday. Yes, famously. <laughs> yep. That uh, two and a half, two point three million gallons of molasses, molasses flooded the North End. Dang. And that would have been a good scene in the Nick when somebody comes in. They've got molasses burns right all over their body. How yeah. do you fix that? <laughs> Send them to the Shyness w- Hospital. Wick it off, you know. <laughs> Eat a little. Twenty-one cookie. dead, one hundred and fifty injured. Well, that's a lot of people. Well, they all died from diabetes <laughs> later on, right? <laughs> <laughs> they all exhibited FMC after. <laughs> uh, all right, so the Nick. Right, it's. Uh, I don't. I like, know I like you trying to get us back on track to a show you didn't watch. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> right. I feel terrible. No, about I mean it. we're 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 doing fine. We're doing okay. Fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is there any sex in your episode? As far as I know, oh, no. Let me see, there's. A, oh, I was hoping <laughs> I'd see some cool porn pictures downloaded on the computer. Stop. <laughs> uh, no, no, there wasn't really. There was only uh, no sex, only romance. Um, we got a little story of uh, Thomas, a, uh, a beat cop who's uh, trying to marry the girl of his dreams. Yep. Wow. Uh, he's got an I- he's an Irish guy. He's got a great voice, and actually, what he does is he actually proposes to the woman that he loves on the episode. Let's listen to that right now. What's she doing? Rose. He's got a great voice. What's she doing? I am a man. But knows what he wants. Thomas, please get off. The levels I are fine. Thomas. That we were good together from the very start. Please get off. I have had feelings for you for a very long time, and that hasn't changed. I love you, Rose Dolan. I'd be honored if you'd be my wife. Are you going to say something? You're off your nut. I am a sane. As any man has ever been. I can't. Why can't you? Because I can't. Harry, please. Just give give me a chance. What can I do? While you're down there, pray. I was hoping she was going to say, while you're down there, eat that pussy. <laughs> that would be a way to convince why her. Can't he, why can't she marry him? Oh, you wouldn't get it. It came up in the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we find this out through he goes to confession and confesses to a priest. Yeah, because he's he's real broken up over this, obviously. This is a great scene, and I wish you had watched it because you you talk about this a lot. You talk about things that directors do to save money. And And what I noticed about this scene is all we see is his feet sticking out of a confession booth. That's right. And it's overlaid. It's a voiceover yep. for like three and a half minutes. Yeah, so wow. normally you would think you're watching a show, a guy gets in a confession booth, they're going to cut to inside right. the confession yes. booth. With this, we don't. We stay far, far away. It's a very interesting directorial choice. And, and do you think that was because they flubbed a couple lines, they had to <laughs> call him back in, edit it in post? <laughs> That's a good idea. That that he No, I think the guy probably died from FMC. He was <laughs> kind of a heavy set guy. Well, his calves were sticking out of the curtains <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Did, well, did the de- te- 
Directorial. 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 These are tough ones. You've got FMC in the mouth. Directorial choice. Did it work? I thought you? it was great. You did? You liked oh, it? I loved it. It was a there's a very there's a similar scene in the movie that just came out called Widows. Do you guys see Widows? No. It's about a bank heist, whatever, but Colin Farrell plays kind of like a scummy guy who lives in this part of um <laughs> whatever, like Baltimore or something. But he's uh he's like a he's like a politician. And uh, there's a scene where he gets in a car and he's, you know, this this big political meeting has gone really wrong. He gets in his car and he's like blasting about like how like you know people live in the slums and stuff. And the camera stays outside the car for the entire ride from the shitty part of town that he's in back to like the beautiful, like gated neighborhood that he lives in. So you get to see the transition uh, from outside the car while you're listening to the dialogue from in. Kind of similar to that. It's really cool. I that was great. Yeah. What does he confess? Ooh, this is a great one. It's a great thing because does he confess or does he just bark, you know? At one point he goes through that he doesn't want forgiveness because he doesn't necessarily think what he did is wrong. But Rose Dolan was a nun. She was a woman of the cloth, yep. woman of the loincloth. Ooh. And Thomas confesses that he actually, uh, he actually framed her for a crime. So that she would get excommunicated so from the church. did you think he framed her? I didn't think she framed no, her. No, I thought she you're was right, doing you're right. it. You're right, you're right. He didn't frame her for the crime, but he informed on her. He exposed her as committing a crime so that she would get excommunicated, and that way he could fuck her. Right. Wow. <laughs> was it back alley abortions? Did you see the last episode? <laughs> no, was that right? Yeah, yes, you're right. Yes, it was. I think a lot of nuns were doing that back in Frank the day. Frank Sinatra's mother was an abortionist. Wow. Really. And I think people she saw Was she a contortionist, too? <laughs> yeah. Like contortionist if Frank Sinatra's mother was an abortionist, she should have gone one more and taken out old Frankie Blue Eyes, if you ask me. Whoa. I think coming at shit. the man. He had some forcep marks in him. I think they tried to dig him <laughs> out. <laughs> So, so she was a back alley abortionist. Yes. Damn, I I, I should have wrote this show. <laughs> I fucking which I thought was interesting because <laughs> she she you know e- that's a volunteer position. Nobody makes you be a back alley abortionist. So you do that because you believe in it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. She's a nun. She all her food and accommodations were taken care of. She clearly is devoted to God. So she doesn't see this as incongruous with being a woman of faith. Being a back alley abortion. Is she doing it to undesirables only, or is she doing it to everyone who needs? Yeah, one? is this like a, is this like like a, a Margaret Singer? Uh, is that the lady who invented Planned Parenthood? <laughs> I I don't think that there were. <laughs> Am I right about that? I don't know. Uh, this, yeah, I've seen a lot of right wing Facebook pages <laughs> post about it. Yes, the lady who invented Planned Parenthood hated undesirables or perceived undesirables. That's where it gets its birth. So. Know your know who you're supporting. <laughs> like yeah, America. but abor- yeah, but they're so great. Yeah, the that's true. So that's pretty wild. So this 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 jail guy, <coughs> police officer, he gets this lady fired so he can fuck her. Yep, and that's then, a little rude. Yeah. It works. Yeah, it works. Yeah, but it works in a really sick way, and uh. he seems to notice this because they had been courting a little bit, but you know they weren't going to fool around or whatever. And what happened is when she gets thrown out of the church, she now has no one left. Yeah, so except she him. him. Yeah, uh. she he isolates her from her community so that she can only be with him. That's right. an abusive tactic. Yes, it's wicked abusive. I disavow him. <laughs> disavow, and he, and he was disavowed. I don't her. disavow that voice though. It's pretty. He has a great voice. Hard to say no to that type of voice. <laughs> she pulled it off though somehow. <laughs> um, 
and around this time, we find we get more into this upcoming surgery for Dr. John Thackerty. And Dr. John Thackeray has decided that not only is he going to not use ether, that he is actually going to go ahead and perform this surgery on himself. He's going to yep. do it. That's so uh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dumbest thing. Why? Why does he insist we on We already talked. He's got a big ego. The hubris right. of man. Right. Not only does he think he's the best surgeon, he thinks he's the only one qualified to perform this surgery on himself. Naturally, the other doctors, they're not that keen on the idea. No, and they don't really like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, they're like not thrilled about it. It's annoying. In, in the first episode, he's well liked, but I guess he must have done some things. Maybe. Because he, he's like, people are on his side. They like him. He doesn't want to hire the black guy. All the other doctors are like, good for you. We agree. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> The, the black, black guy, guy doesn't like him so much. Is in this show, but yes. not really. He, he has a very small, very role. small role. Really, he's actually the he's he actually the guy in the last shot of the show. Yeah, Ooh. so much, such a little role that I never would have guessed there was a racial situation with this guy. I just ex- accepted that he was a doctor. Yeah. Maybe they were gonna make the Nick too, and it would just follow him. Oh, interesting idea! <laughs> right, uh, if that did that, he would be uh, he would be on the New York Knicks as a basketball <laughs> player. <laughs> Wait, where does the knickerbockers come from? It's a type of pants. Pants, yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah, it's like uh, the Philadelphia pants. pantyhose. They yeah. were a uh, <laughs> team at the same time. Yeah. So Dr. John Thackett, he's going to perform this surgery on himself. What kind of? If you were going to perform a surgery on yourself, self surgery. Yeah. What kind of surgery would you perform yourself? Because I know what I would do. I would do myself a nice butthole tightening <laughs> surgery. That's what I would do. How would you do that? Well, it's Gorilla a very glue? it's a very complicated <laughs> procedure, like Dr. John Thackeray would say. I need a lot of mirrors. <laughs> I need a lot of limberness. What I would have to do is actually get a little um a tutor, a contortionist tutor who could teach me <laughs> all the ways I would need to contort my body in order to reach my anus <laughs> so that I could sew it up. To make it about forty-five percent tighter than it is now. Wow! And then my poops would be still high he- pressure, <laughs> high pressure poops. They would lift me off of the bo- off of the bowl, so and gross. I would I would be able to clear out an apartment <laughs> like I cleared this apartment out with my dump. Oh my uh, god! That is brutally disgusting. <laughs> Wait, so is that how he does it? He does it with mirrors? And yes. Stuff? Oh my god! And okay, what would you perform on yourself, Zach? I am a big fan of heat regulation, and sometimes I overheat. So what I would do is I would install a thermostat on my right thigh. Okay. Just right there so I can just crank up the heat when I need it. Yes. Turn it down. And the way the heat works is actually through an internal fart system. (laughs) So you You can bust your farts. Really fart it up when you need a warm up, and what you do <laughs> is kind of reverse fart when you need to cool down. You, <laughs> you, ex- <laughs> you suck. Yeah. If you're expelling the gas, that's just regular farting. <laughs> I think that if there was one, I could probably it's actually do. Placebo. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably actually do a vasectomy on myself, a self-sectomy. Why? Because it's so small. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that like you could Vasectomy probably involves the balls more than y- the shaft. Yeah, dude. right. I Everybody know. knows yeah, that. Yeah, it's called a joke. Guys, ever heard of? <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. That, what if a priest went down on the show for giving back alley vasectomies? What if a priest <laughs> went down? <laughs> Priests never go down. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> they never recip. They never reciprocate. Never. Um, 
So yeah, I bet you if I looked, if I needed to give myself a vasectomy, I could probably look up the right ways to do it. You could definitely YouTube vasectomy. Yes. Yeah. And it's probably one snip, snip, snip. Honestly, do it at home. Do it yourself. <laughs> if yes. you need one, just don't pay for that. Do it yourself. <laughs> and if you need help, call call the series finale, boys. We'll walk you through it. <laughs> yes, we're offering free vasectomies <laughs> on our Patreon. Um, couple of surgery notes for my media history. When I, I, I think I've already talked about this. When I first moved to California, I just got cable TV. Cable was brand new. They needed any content they could get. And there used to be a bunch yes. of shows about yep. surgeries. They would freak me out. I don't like medical stuff. No. Surgery freaks me out in worse than like gore in a horror movie does. I agree because it's so real. You know, it's like if you're watching Saw, it's like this is insane. You know, yeah. it's still gross. But this is like this is real. Like in the Nick does a good job of like. You know, like really showing it. It looks very real. All the incisions look like yeah. it's bloody he as hell. He is holding his intestine in his hand in Lay the final episode. It's crazy. Episode. Is he freaking out at all? No. Nope. He's fucking great. But you know what I thought was interesting? A lot of the doctors are freaking out, and they are like visibly disgusted. Yes. They're gagging. And I think that's interesting because they see intestines all the time. Yeah. So it's not the idea of the intestine or the sight of the intestine that grosses them out. For some reason, watching a man hold his own intestine yeah. mm. adds to the disgust. It's like unnatural. It right. it sh- it sh- in normal course of human events, shouldn't be happening. It probably has only happened. People holding their own intestines probably has only happened like a couple thousand times in human history. Right. No, I bet you have. It's probably a couple billion. I don't a know. A couple <laughs> billion. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you I bet a hundred million times. All right, humanity is seventy thousand years old. Let's let's go with one billion. Hold on, let's see how many times. Because this would have here's to the thing: if you get a gash, right? Yeah. If, if I get, get some gash. gash, yeah. If you're getting gash, <laughs> if you're getting too much gash and you have an eruption, you need yeah. it. And your intestines fall out. No, no. Say you get a cut, right? And yeah. Your intestines fall out. You gotta. I think it happens more often than you think. So yeah. you said one billion times. Yeah. Okay. Okay, <laughs> this is good. So let's look this up. <laughs> I don't know if Google will know the answer to this. <laughs> One billion. Go on, ask is Jeeves, nine, <laughs> nine zeros. Yeah, we got a slow computer. But wait, uh, if anyone has a calculator on their phone, <laughs> that might help. One. John Paul, you do you like when they were doing it? They also make the sound like the way that everything looks too is the so old timey. Yes, the sound design is disgusting with the slicing. Oh, we're gonna hear some later. Yes. Don't worry. And they also like the sponges that they're using are all like dark, and you can see they just washed them off. Oh yeah, and it's just like, and there's a crank. Like at one point, a guy's using a crank to get to excavate the blood. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it, the math is back. So <laughs> Jack estimated that there have been one billion instances of people <laughs> holding their own intestines. <laughs> there, humanity has been around for seventy thousand years. So if we divide seventy thousand into one billion, we get uh, one thousand. Uh, we get fourteen thousand two hundred eighty-five instances of people holding their intestines a year. Okay. That means over 39 times a day, <laughs> more than once an hour, someone is holding their own <laughs> intestines in their hands. This would make it a very likely event, more likely than many things. <laughs> we, you know what? By the end of this podcast, we might be holding our intestines in our own hands. I don't think it's that crazy. Think about <laughs> wars and stuff, you yeah, know? Yeah, I mean, I agree. They used to use swords, dude. Okay, if you got shot and gashed in the hand, you would just then hold your intestine? 
it's still pretty rare. If as you're dying, you might be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm really dying. Right. <laughs> and if I was, I would go, oh my God, Hillary, you couldn't have got me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All it's right. been a while since a Benghazi joke. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, the way they make the sound, the way they show the incisions, the way they show the old-timey medical stuff looks fucking horrible. And it's not just old-timey medical stuff on the show. We get to also get to see a little taste of old-timey uh, justice system stuff yep. with the storyline of Dr. Barrow burning down the old hospital and collecting the insurance money. Little Jewish lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Disavow. Which is crazy to me. Because in what world would the beneficiary of a hospital's insurance policy be an individual man's <laughs> personal no, bank account? This is probably, you know, you said like the late 1800s. This is probably long before a lot of certain regulations put in place that sort of uh, would make that impossible today, you know? How aggressive is the fire? We don't see the fire. Yeah. Oh, okay. We assume it was on the first episode. What did you <laughs> yeah. No, they just got light in the first episode. And oh, that's why they hired the black guy. Yeah, they got electricity. And they they got a li- electricity because they were like, the the lady, the funder was like, if you don't have this black guy, I'm not giving you electricity. And uh, the guy was like, fuck, we need electricity. Uh. I cannot imagine a world without electricity. That's insane. I mean, yeah, not, I, I can't imagine either because I've yeah. never no, had to. No podcast. That would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to do just... Sh- Strings with cans. Okay. Live podcast what if only. Our Patreon decided that you, to continue the podcast, you guys need to bring in a black co-host. What would we do? Uh, Show them my ancestry DNA <laughs> test. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Barrow is harassed by this one police officer who knows that he burned down the yep. hospital. This detective is all up in his ass. Yeah. He corners him in a men's room. He shows up at a wake. Wow. Uh, really giving him the business. Uh, but basically, then one of uh, his high society friends makes a phone call and makes it all go away immediately. Yep. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> he, like, threatens him repeatedly. He's like, don't talk to me unless you want to be on desk duty. Uh, he goes, I didn't do it. He goes, uh, he goes, um... You, if you harass me again, I'll make one phone call and have you walking back on the beat in some filthy Mick neighborhood. Oh, back, dude! Back in these days, when the Irish thing were slaves, real, when the Irish were that's slaves, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> just as horrible as any other. Everyone experience. knows that's <laughs> true. <laughs> so basically, the guy just uh, he makes a phone call, and then uh, the, po- the the detective shows up again and goes like, "Listen." I apologize. Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. It gets off that easy. Basically. That easy, yeah. Yeah. Damn. He's got money back in these days. I'm sure I, money was locked down to. I once was offered ten thousand dollars to burn down a house in Lewiston, Massachusetts. What? Lewiston, Mass? Lewiston, Maine. Yeah. Wow. What was I it? I can't get into the details no, I too much. Please I say the first and last name. <laughs> 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 no, but I, I I knew somebody who had property up there and they were like this is like a horrible investment. They bought it right at like 2007. Yeah. Right before the market <laughs> crash. Lewiston is like a really shitty neighborhood. He was had like Section 8 housing Shout in there. Shout out to Lewiston. And he was like, I will give you $10,000 if you start a fire in the basement there. I said no, but I kind of. That's pretty tempting. I ten know. Grand. Ten, 10 grand. That changes my life. You know? <laughs> Not really. though. For like a year. Yeah, well that was at the time when I didn't even think about my debt. So I would have just blown, blown it. it yeah. Oh, immediately. <laughs> Um, 
ten. Do you think you would have been you would have been able to pull off that arson? I mean, probably. I can't imagine. All it's right. very difficult. Are you open to new clients? <laughs> <laughs> would you be interested now? <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, we're we're hopefully at the very end of another financial bubble. I hope it all bursts and comes <laughs> crashing down. Uh, because I live in a van, so that won't It'll affect me at all. It'll be a step ahead. Yeah. They, they would have got you, though. I'm trying to think the best way to do it is make it look like it was a cigarette. Just throw a cigarette right yeah, at the pilot. Yeah, but that's light. also you're going to get caught with the, the burn, you know, with the, the your lips are on the thing. Oh, that's fine. That's how they then, catch you. No, then you're just an idiot who smokes in the house. Yeah, they're going to ask you, why are you in the basement of this house surrounded by gasoline? I think <laughs> the best way to do it would be to... Um, would be to frame it as sexual play gone wrong, <laughs> like Amanda Knox. <laughs> oh, like you go, you go in there with like you know some thought you got at the club. You know, <laughs> you go you go down the basement and then you both strip naked. You put on some BDSM gear. <laughs> <laughs> you live stream it so it looks legit. <laughs> And then you tie her to the bed. Right. You start like pulling a blowtorch around. You light. You get the fire going. Then you panic and run out of the place <laughs> while she's still tied there. Well, that's actually. And then you have to run back in and get her. My idea was the next day after you <laughs> slept it off. Uh, <laughs> call it in. Yeah. You know, maybe call the state trooper from Chappaquiddick. I'm sure they're gonna <laughs> be able to figure out. My my the way I was gonna do it was I was gonna oh section 38 for this house oh. Oh, Buddhist priest, you need a new place to stay. Here's it. <laughs> and then frame him for self immolation. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a fantastic <laughs> way to go about that. So, Dr. John Thackeray, uh, it's come time to the wire. He is going to perform a surgery on himself uh, to fix his intestines. Ugh. He doesn't do this alone. He does this in a huge theater-style operating room. Right. It's packed. Dozens of people are there to watch, and <laughs> he's got a nurse staff, and the two doctors are there as well. And uh, let's listen in as Dr. John Thackeray performs a surgery on himself. Uh, uh, uh. So it works through several layers of dermis. This is gross, by the way. The electric cauterizer, nurse. Sack at least allows to do that. As you can see, I will only let the nurses assist me, as I don't want to be accused of not having performed the entire procedure myself. A high-wire walker is only thrilling to watch if there's no net below to save him from disaster. Nurse Pell retractors. Great noises. As I work my way through the intestine, it seems there are several necrotic areas which will need resecting. Six by my count. That's a lot. Much worse than originally assumed. Perhaps you could research one or two of the sections to prove your point, then Dr. Gallinger and I can continue on. Or you could close and we could reconsider our options. Thank you, doctors, but I will finish what I started. The show must go on. Clamp. The show must go on. Right. And then here's a clip from a little later in the surgery. 
Wait, th- does he survive? Do play the clip. Yeah. Oh uh, well, <laughs> it's taking a second. My clip is a little slower than your clip. Hey, so I'm does he survive? Play the clip. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me one second. Uh, <laughs> John Thacker, he sounds like a real douchebag in your clip. <laughs> How does he sound in your clip? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Come on. Oh man. You just this uh, is gonna be a really good gag if well timed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yep, it's coming. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> <laughs> John Thackeray, does he make it? (laughs) (laughs) So then what happens is a couple people start to get really antsy that he's going too close to a thing that he shouldn't be near. He ends up nicking himself, bloods everywhere. He bleeds out on the table. That's right. He can't be saved. And he says some, I like what he says. He says, this is all we are. Yeah. He's narrating his death, the losing of breath, the That's going, crazy. his brain he getting foggy, losing peripheral, peripheral vision. vision. My, my body temperature's dropping. Yep. And he dies on the operating table. Wow. Operating on himself. The other doctors try to revive him. Can't do it. They actually don't have the uh, the adrenaline they need to shoot at his heart nearby. They have to like run into another room to grab it. That's too late. dumb. Does he wake up from it? Nope, he's dead. He's dead. My favorite, um, my favorite ever when like somebody narrates their own death is um, Jesus Christ Superstar. How's it go? When he's on the pole, he's on the he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's on the what is it called? The cross. The crucifix. Yeah, the crucifix. Cru- I don't know which one. It he's is. on the crucifix. Cross. He goes. I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dead. dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's crazy that he dies. I mean, his true last words are much more moving. It's like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's what he says? Yes, it's crazy. That's what Jesus says to the Nick. Doubt. Oh, that's (laughs) that's what Clive Owen says. (laughs) Doubt from the mouth of Christ himself. The last temptation of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. He says whatever. he says you've forsaken me? Yeah. Doesn't he know that he's supposed to die? That's what you think. But why does he say that? Oh, so then that means he wasn't the real... Uh, that is exactly what that means. Th- he wasn't the real savior. Who knows? We know because he said <laughs> you've forsaken me. The real Jesus would know. I mean, but the Bible is kind of like a reality TV show. It's heavily edited. By, uh, <laughs> so we don't know what he was bringing to the table. You know, he was and he's probably about pretty Jesus. dazed at that point. You know, what's up there? I've heard it's he's like a real, it's real high. <laughs> I mean, there are people who do it. Like some Central American people will reenact the crucifixion on Easter. Yeah, yeah. we've talked about that before. For Famously, sure. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Now, that would have been impressive if Clive Owen did it while suspended from a crucifix. <laughs> and high on heroin. Yeah. That's Shot into his cock. <laughs> do you think that we'll ever see a, pr- like a, a, a doctor do that type of thing uh, like on live TV? Like That would be something that people would watch on Reddit if somebody like... I don't think we'll see a doctor do it. I think we'll see David Blaine pull it <laughs> off, though. I think maybe on, like, ABC. I think yes, because there's that example of that Russian doctor who wants to chop off someone's head and do a head transplant. Yeah, yeah. And there's That's a be guy who, uh, who volunteered to do it. So people like sick stuff where, like, people <laughs> die. So I think they'd be into it. 
Yeah, there was uh, a case in Germany where a guy uh, put out an ad because he wanted someone to uh, come over to his house and uh, willingly be killed and so he could eat him, and someone did it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody went to his house and he killed the guy and ate him. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up. He was like, this is what I'm into. Why would It was the like guy a BDSM thing. But and that was, was his ultimate erotic pleasure to be killed and eaten. Really? Wait, yeah. the, the guy who said, I want to kill and eat you? Was they he are both getting something <laughs> out of it. You know? It's Even not like if he one got a little more than the other. <laughs> 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 That's insane. Did he get in trouble? Nah. He didn't get jailed? No, I don't know. I think he did. I don't know. It sounds like you should get in trouble for that. <laughs> he shouldn't. He didn't do anything wrong. The guy did kind of volunteer. I guess if you sign the right papers. <laughs> Those would be some powerful <laughs> ass papers, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And do are people shocked that he's dead? Is the are the people going nuts? I wouldn't stand? be shocked. I'd be like, yeah, he comes no, open. No, people are kind of like, yeah, what was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> so he had a death wish. He wanted to die. I don't know. I don't think so. I think he just was like that confident. He was cocky. He was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think he was just that confident in his own abilities. Even in the clip we heard. He finds out his intestines are in way worse shape than he thought. Way worse. Like, there's he's got to cut out six pieces of his own intestine oh. and sew them back up. And Which is like, like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, he, that's they're cra- like, let's we'll we'll help you. And he's like, nope, I got this. Damn, dude. The guy's like LeBron James. He thinks he's so great, you know. But and he starred in an Amy Schumer movie. <laughs> <laughs> Clive Owen probably has been in an Amy Schumer movie. Well, there's only been two, so probably not, right? <laughs> so, okay, so he's dead. You guys, did you like the character or not? Because I liked him in the first episode, even though he was a little bit racist. He was still <laughs> yeah. authentic to the time. And Sally, he was kind of racist. He was like, "We don't. I don't. <laughs> if I have to have no, a black guy, he, for he doesn't really say anything about. He he's not like mad that the guy's black. He just is like, he I'm like trying to run a hospital, and you're trying to make a social thing. The the we got to make money. People are gonna come in here, and they're gonna say, you know what? Send me to the next hospital. I don't want this black guy working on me. So he's like, this is bad for business. He just doesn't want his authority to mess with. Yes. I can see that from that, because he didn't want anyone to mess with his authority when he was cutting up his own intestines. Oh, God. You just, I mean, you missed out. It was gross as hell. It was gross. Well, I mean, the first scene is a woman getting a C-section, a Caesar section, where they just eat Caesar salad out of her belly. <laughs> <laughs> it was not bloody, though. I was surprised. <laughs> Um, I, I th- kind of thought if you cut open your stomach, there would just be blood gushing everywhere. I don't know. I mean, they th- he said that there was someone following along with an electric <laughs> cauterizer. With oh, right, decision. right, so, right. So, you know, they're probably searing it. And the whole time, he sa- apparently feels no pain because he's just all coked up. But I did like that he would he would get a little breathy. Like he was out of breath, which I imagine that moving your intestine around I thought his would exasperate even you. Even in the clip we heard, you can hear, like, how fucking crazy it is that he's holding his own intestines. Yeah, you know? I could not believe his voice was that high-pitched in that <laughs> clip that we heard. <laughs> Damn, if I had set that up better, that would have been pretty good. Yeah, it was going to be funny, but the, the, the Wi-Fi. first episode was far back, so it took you a while to queue it up. Yeah, dude. Uh, so, okay. Um, th- I mean, what else can you guys say about the f- for last episode? I mean, we can say a lot about the <laughs> last episode. Stop being mean to me. You know I feel bad about it. I know. Don't we're worry. Joking. We're going to record a whole other episode. We can do the same exact <laughs> thing. <laughs> All right. Um, well, should we do a role play? Yeah. All right. I'm the Irish ambulance guy for the first episode. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm going to be the, I'm gonna be the uh, food inspector from episode six. <laughs> 
I'm gonna be the cop who runs away. No, no, no. I want to be Clive Owen. I'm, I'm Doctor John Thackerty. Doctor John Thackerty, and I'm performing a. I, I'm doing. I'm masturbating, and all the guys are seeing this. Okay. And they're like, "This is you're crazy. masturbating in the in the, in the, in, the, the in theater, the theater okay. right?" Because these guys are so. Ins- they're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I see a guy holding his own I'll intestines." Pl- I will play a black medical student okay. uh, <laughs> attending this lecture. All right. I'll play Louis Farrakhan. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. All right, folks, I'm uh, feeling very sick. I think I have cancer of the cock because it's so big. There must be some giant tumors in there. Uh, doctor, will you be disrobing for this procedure? Uh, yes, I will be. Okay. Can you get some nurses to do it for me? Uh, yeah, I'll send for some nurses. But, Doctor, I might need to uh, move up several rows in order to get a good look at the subject, as I know that you white doctors are not as equipped <laughs> as, say, some of the doctors that I'm used to working uh, with. That's what I'm talking about, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just dunked on you, Dr. Thackerty. That's what we call it. Oh, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but, uh, yes, um, you can come look at my penis if you want to. Nice and close. Oh, wow. He's hung. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, I didn't expect this doctor. I'm hey, very impressed. I'm black Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Are you going to start the procedure? I wouldn't want to be black Irish. They had it pretty tough, the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from what I've seen on Facebook, maybe worse than anybody. Yeah, that is true. It's been a tough go for me, for sure. Even though I only, my mom was Irish, but I don't really talk about it too much. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I've got a bunch of tumors in my dick, and ladies <laughs> love it. And uh, <laughs> Why do they love it so much, Doctor? The ridges, right? Okay. Oh. And I've been, I create my own medical devices, and I've actually come up with a condom with to mimic my tumory cock. Really? Yes. And women really find this attractive? Yes. The more veiny, the more ridges, the more bubbles they my like. My favorite medical tool is the uh, <laughs> Hitachi Magic Wand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mr. Farrakhan. That's the that's the cure hysteria, right? Yes. In a lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Farrakhan, actually, uh, a friend of mine named John Paul Rivera actually told me that women are uh, disgusted by large penises and it turns them off. <laughs> what do you think about that? That is absolutely true. <laughs> I knew it. What do Jews think about a big cock? Don't ever bring those people <laughs> up around. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you why the Nation of Islam wears bow ties. Okay. We, <laughs> we didn't ask. Well, I'll tell you anyway. Okay. I've got a, my dick is falling apart in my hands. What do you want right me to now? do? Look at it, eat it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we tie the bow tie because we are bound together from the knotted penises that we uh, tie at the urinal. Wow. So that's why no woman can ever be equal because no clitoris <laughs> is large enough to tie. A not with. Wow. Uh, great, great insight, Mr. <laughs> Farrakhan. Wow. Thank you. I'll be discussing that at the Million Man March next <laughs> month. The Billion Man March. The Billion Man with intestines in their hands. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, we've been working on that. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, they, I'm starting to feel pretty faint. Uh, there's a lot of blood. I wasn't expecting that because I didn't think I would be hard while I was doing this <laughs> surgery on my own penis. Oh, boy, I am seeing stars. God, you've forsaken me. No, you didn't, because I knew you were going to do this, because I believe I might be the same. You know what, son? (laughs) I can't stand to see another white man live. (laughs) Oh, my God, Mr. Farrakhan. He needs emergency (laughs) surgery. Stat, I better go help him. All right. (laughs) 
Let me get my my, my surgical tools out. All right. Don't worry, doctor. I'm going to save your life. Oh, save it. I think the only way to do this is to suck the lead out of my dick <laughs> from that bullet. You know what? Normally, I would say that the first societal, uh, the first thing we learn in doctor and medicine is to <laughs> do no harm. <laughs> uh, but So I'm going to suck your dick. Yes. I, I can't get the bullet. I'm feeling so much better. Oh, wow. This is such a beautiful moment. It makes me want to pick up my violin and play a concerto. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Elijah Muhammad. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, what did you think of the Nick? <laughs> oh, uh, it was good. Uh, there was some stuff I liked about it. I give it an eight. I give it a seven. Good I'm cinematography. I love the premiere. A six. <laughs>